0: You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcaracci, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hello, everybody. This is Ryan. It's great to be with you. And if you are a business person looking for some sort of connection or opportunities with government contracts, it's kind of the elusive beast I call to people who are in business because it seems like it's so hard to get those kinds of opportunities. My guest today is Ms. Kizzy Parks. Kizzy is the president of K Parks Consulting and she specifically specializes in helping people find these government contracts. So she's got a lot to offer and a lot to talk about. Kizzy, thanks for being here.
1: No, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here today,
0: Ryan. Absolutely, it's great to have you. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your background, your experience. I know you have some great stories from your past, growing up and in your entrepreneur journey. So, uh, talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I, I grew up in the Midwest, but I always knew like two things. I knew I was going to earn a PhD in I in psychology, and I mm-hmm. always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. Um, there, there was this time where um, it was, it was Christmas time and I was at my aunt's mm-hmm. and I was on the sitting on the floor with my brothers and they had, we all had, you know, our new technology like you have after every holiday and they needed batteries and I had batteries, mm-hmm. but they had to buy them from me <laughs> so. <laughs> everything <laughs> evolved around um, some type of business transaction and it's just how my brain has always worked yeah. and uh, so I, I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur
0: that's that's funny yeah and it's, especially being a kid you know you don't think as a kid to work business deals for batteries but that's that's funny um, you also told me a while back a remarkable story about golf balls tell us about about that
1: yeah i once when i lived in danville illinois i was right around probably fifth grade or so my friend uh Rhea, she her her house was like right on this alley in which golfers they would hit balls over this fence and so the whole alley was just like littered with golf balls and my mm-hmm. grandmother golfed So I knew the value of golf balls. You know, of course, you know, some were worth way more than others. So I would take the golf balls home and clean them and keep the really good ones for my grandmother. And then the other ones I would resell to the golfers in order to purchase nutty bars and Funyuns.
0: Wow. That's, that's funny. And you did pretty well with that.
1: Yeah, it was, it was great. It was, uh, did well was able to satisfy my junk food cravings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it? I mean, and you know, I was a kid, and I actually grew up, you know, by a golf course too. Was it intimidating being a kid talking to adults to to sell them golf balls? Was it? I mean, I was shy, so was it intimidating for you at all?
1: It probably was. I was accustomed to being around adults often. Yeah, right. And so I didn't think of it. I just thought of it as, okay, can I get somebody to buy these?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's great. So this does segue to what we've talked about before, which I think people want to understand is business people like us, you know, people in business and marketing and sales, we're always looking for the best deal for us not necessarily the most money. I mean, money's great, but it's not always about that. It's about, you know, accomplishment and, and really doing something great for somebody. And when you talk about the government and, and, and the contracts that come with that, and I think a lot of business people are, you know, intimidated by the fact that the government needs services too, but they don't know how to go about it. They don't know what to do, who to talk to, how to reach the government level, I guess, people. So talk to us about, I guess, you know, understanding what, what does the government buy and how do we go about getting those kinds of opportunities?
1: Yeah, it can definitely come across as intimidating because typically the government spends over $500 billion a year mm-hmm. and they literally buy everything from um training horses on different kinds of trots, Mm -hmm. scopes to control the hog population, training um, buildings, materials. They even purchase pancake mix and kosher coffee. Mm -hmm. So what's important is to remember that they have a need and they're looking for someone to provide it who's going to make their life easier. That's it. That's that's really it at the end of the day. I mean, yes, there's a a learning curve. There's a lot there to proposals and where to find opportunities and how you go about making money. But at the end of the day, it's, you have an agency in which they have a budget and they need to execute it and they just want to do it well, and they don't want any issues.
0: (laughs) Right. Right, right. So I think a lot of the listeners out there, whether you're a small business owner or you're a franchise professional, a franchise owner, they wanna know how to get these doors open, which seems like, I mean, at least in my experience, it's it's very, sometimes very difficult. So how how do you start opening those doors or how do you get a foot in those doors?
1: Well, you know, the, the first way to get a foot in the door is by um there's two ways Mm -hmm. one is if you're interested in priming work you want to register your business at sam.gov but i just want to preface that it takes a little bit of time to register it so while you're waiting for all the magic to happen (laughs) to be certified Mm -hmm. this is the opportunity to reach out to government agencies in which you feel comfortable that you can resolve one of their problems, provide something that they're looking for. So so for instance, I'm here in Miami Beach right now. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And in Miami Beach, we have Coast Guard, we have Army Garrison, I think we have an Air Force Reserve. In in Key West, there's a Navy location. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So this is a great location where you can reach out to a small business rep at army garrison, have a conversation with them to see if there's some type of requirement they have that you can fulfill. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds, you know, probably very compressed and it can't be that easy understood. There's a lot that goes into it a lot, but at the end of the day, it's, it's outreach it's sales and marketing. Yeah. It's in essence, getting someone in a position of some type of decision-making to want to help you get work. And then the second path, this path is quicker. The second path is to reach out to government contractors who may need your services or your products. So case in point, uh, we provide a lot of training through KPC. And we just literally finished a training today in which two people supported that and they are contractors and were compensated accordingly for supporting an effort that ended up um um, touching a government agency okay and so they provide they have the um facilitation backgrounds the certifications and everything that we need and that we're going to continue to need and therefore, they were able to bypass bidding on proposals, looking up things in SAM, you know, going out and, and meeting people. Instead, um, they did that with us and were able to get work as a contractor. And that works in all types of areas. There are um, contractors who may provide products. Maybe there's a, a um, government contractor who's looking for some type of technology and Mm -hmm. you're their go-to resource because they just don't want to deal with
0: it. Right. 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 So how do you, would you say you prepare for this? Let's say you get some interest at the government level, but you're not sure if you're, you're staffed well or you have the infrastructure or the resources, Um, you know, how do you best prepare for this, or how do you make sure you are prepared for this type of work? Or is there a way to prepare for it?
1: Well, I mean, I'm definitely going to be self-serving. You know, one way is to work with me through govcomers, yeah. but right. I mean that aside, I mean, let's put that aside. The the things that you need are number one, you need to make sure your bills are paid. If right. you're in a position where somehow, some way your bills are paid every month, that's perfect because. It takes a little time to obtain the contracts as well as to receive your um, receivables. Yeah. This second kind of like um, kind of characteristic that's really important in the space is flexibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Super flexibility, like some circus Soleil flexibility, uh-huh. <laughs> because every single agency, every single requirement, yeah. every single task is it, it isn't what it seems.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the difference is, you know, if you're working with a private sector client, it it is what it is. But we're talking government employees and or military members. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: For the most part, government employees can for literally hold their positions for their entire life, and you have military members. Mm -hmm. So it's not the type of environment where you can go in super aggressively and you think, oh, well, they're just going to flex to me because or to my company because we're the vendor. Yeah. Well, yeah. the people there are are going to <laughs> outlive <laughs> potentially the length of your company.
0: Yeah.
1: Tenure of your company. So that's something to keep in mind. And that brings me to being respectful. Right. In this space, you have to be super respectful and understand that yeah, there's bureaucracy. Yeah, things may move at a different pace. But it honestly is no different. We've had we we have private sector clients, and really, really big ones that everybody knows. And they have their same, you know, there's the same interesting things with them, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I look at it, and it brings me to the the next kind of suggestion. And that is your mindset. Mm-hmm. I look at it like this strategic, fun game, trying to understand and learn and And so that's a really important um, characteristic to really embrace. And that is looking at it from this point of you're here to figure things out, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're, you know you're having some fun along the way, but you got to kind of look at it as this puzzle because it is not black and white. There's tons of shades of gray. It's always going to end up like soup in your hand, and it's just how it is.
0: And I love it. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. What about time? I mean, you know a lot of people, and I think I'm one of them, or it's just like, I don't have a lot of patience to get things done, I want them done now. So like, I would assume at a government level, there's a lot of levels of approval, authorization, there's a lot a lot more people to sell to and get things signed off on. So does it typically take a while for some sort of government contract to, to move forward and, and actually execute?
1: it really depends Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it depends on their need for what they're purchasing so for instance if it's um like i I came across an opportunity for i think it was dell computers Mm -hmm. a couple days ago well they're gonna they're gonna want them within a said number of days Mm -hmm. so somebody decided we need dell computers they put out a request for a proposal, and more than likely, they'll want the computers in 30 days. You know, so all of the back end work that occurred for this notion of we need Dell computers to the point where the RFP hit the street, as we call it, and say,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, who knows how much time that took. Yeah. But what's important to keep in mind is how you're going about finding work. Because the work that's on SAM.gov and on the different contract vehicles, they're more than likely going to award that pretty quickly and the work will begin. Now on the side of more of the um, kind of um, relational sales approach, it can take some time. I reached out to someone, I think it was April of last year, and we ended up getting a contract with them, maybe it was March, April, we ended up With a contract with them in that September, Mm -hmm. there have been times in which I reached out to someone, and then two years later we ended up with a contract. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it it really depends on you know what they're looking to procure as well as the agenda of the administration. Right. So you 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 have to take all of these things in consideration.
0: Right. Right. So let's talk about your company. When, when you're looking at people to work with or types of, of industries to work with, who would you say, I wouldn't say your perfect type of business, but are you, are you working with a variety or what would you say is your particular niche if you have one?
1: Uh, our niche is what the federal government calls services. So okay. services means somebody's doing it. That's, that's right. literally all it means. It all means it doesn't matter if it's human resources, if it's training, if it's somebody cleaning the building, it's all services. Right. So that's like our sweet spot. As far as um, companies and individuals to partner with, always seeking gifted facilitators, curriculum developers, um, always looking for those who, um, oh, I would love... This is very important. I would love a person with some type of it technical background to help with writing some proposals that would be awesome to have um, that would be a, a contract position. Okay. Other than that, um, it's it's based on the needs of the actual opportunity,
0: right? So, okay,
1: so it's hard. So. What I described, we're always seeking, always seeking trainers, always seeking curriculum developers, definitely need an IT person or company who would love to be able to help kind of serve as a subject matter expert for proposals we bid on. Otherwise, it's just based on that requirement.
0: Okay, that's, that's good to know. That is good to know. So with your company, are you the sort of the direct... So you are kind of the liaison between the government. So you have some connections there or how, how does that work?
1: Yeah, so with K parks consulting, that's my main company in which we have um, government contracts and have two other businesses. So we have over $50 million in government contract awards. And the, the way it works, um, I'll give you you know real world examples. So um, agency says we need We would like a two-hour communication training. How much would you charge us for this? So this would be a particular client. And so we would give them a number, and then my team would go and try and find a facilitator who was capable of providing that type of training and had the availability. Then my team would inform the client of the said facilitator. They all would work, execute accordingly, and the contractor would be paid. So that's kind of a really basic, smaller kind of opportunity for something larger. So let's take a um, bit on some work for nurses, it was probably a $3 million opportunity. So with with that, we reached out to a company who had a, they um, had past performance in nursing, their nursing nurse staffing type of company. Okay, And we partnered with them. And they did all of the heavy lifting, they wrote the proposal, put everything together to submit for I think it's twenty nurses in the state of Texas. That's needed. and And so um, we're just waiting to find out the outcome. But the reached out to them, we partnered, and let's say we win, then the project manager will serve as the liaison between the government agency all of us involved on that work, as well as the team of nurses providing the services.
0: Well, that is, that's great. So you know, just to to wrap it up, I think what you've talked about is is powerful, I think people need to hear this, because I think government contracts are scary. I think to a lot of people, it's like, how do I do that? What do I do? How do I make this happen? So if people are out there and they have more questions or they want to talk to you, what's the best way to reach you?
1: Just please reach me through LinkedIn. Okay. Contact me on LinkedIn. You can check out govconwinners.com just to get an idea of of some other services I offer to help win uh, profitable contracts. But come to me on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. But please come to LinkedIn, Kizzy Parks send a uh, DM and just mention that you heard me on the podcast. So I received that message and I would love to connect, answer any kind of questions that you have and just kind of debunk any of the myths that are out there.
0: Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Kizzy. I learned a lot. And if you are listening and you want to talk to Kizzy, please reach out to her on LinkedIn. She's a great resource, very knowledgeable. And uh, thank you again.
1: Excellent. No, thank you.
0: Okay, have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in becoming an episode sponsor, please email me at livingryan at gmail.com. And thank you so much.